This is Public Occurrences, both foreign and domestic. And now your host, Michael O'Fallon. The southern border of the United States has been under siege for the last nine months since the Trump administration left office and the globalist, borderless, Build Back Better administration of Build Back Biden has come into Washington, D.C. And Biden's policies, which are the same policy positions as the Open Society Foundations, the Tides Foundations, the United Nations, and the World Economic Forum, are destroying America. Open Societies Foundations is George Soros' organization, which is focused on creating cultureless, non-hegemonic, constitutionalist nation-states that are part of a larger global state. Now, Open Society Foundations is making all sex work legal. Open Society Foundations is for creating a legal construct based upon the subjective criteria of social justice. The Tides Foundations is as well somewhat dependent on the direction of major donors that use the Tides Foundations as a grant-making organization. Tides is primarily concerned with dissolving the United States as we know it, and it is focused on progressive leftist movements and political activities, kind of like the financial end of the Council on Foreign Relations. Now, amongst the most prominent donors to the Tides Foundations would be the Rockefeller Foundation the Rockefeller Family Fund, the Rockefeller Brothers Fund, the Rockefeller Philanthropy Fund, I hope you are noticing the influence here, the Schwab Charitable Fund, and of course, George Soros's Open Society Foundation. And the grant-making of the Tides Foundation is made to many movements that you are familiar with, like Black Lives Matter, Media Matters, that's the organization that attacks conservatives on the TV and radio, and the Immigration Legal Resource Center. Now, of course, the World Economic Forum has brought nearly every major corporate interest in the world to come together and to bind together their common interests of creating a new financial and economic system that only they can really play by. And with folks like BlackRock, Microsoft, Facebook, every major car manufacturer, every major financial institution, and every major airline, they're expecting to leverage the world as they introduce their common goal to meet the United Nations 2030 agenda, the sustainability goals, to recreate the world economy into a circular, eco-fascist socialist economy. And you are going to lose all of your private property, by the way. And you, especially you Americans, are going to pay for all of this to happen against your will. And millions and millions of undocumented people will be coming up to the United States to replace those Americans who stood for their rights. Millions of future voters who are not drawn by their constitutional longings, because that constitution will be done away with very soon. But coming to the United States for the promise of a better life, health care, and education. Now, you can't blame them for that. But you will be the ones that will be paying for it. So you need to realize that you are actually the oppressor. 
And you need to realize that you're part of an evil hegemonic system that has ruined the world and created inequality for desperate people groups. No, of course, disparate people groups is a made-up word used to try and point out that some people of some ethnic backgrounds have less than do people with less melanin in their skin, by no fault of their own, and with no intent to try to hurt somebody else. They were just playing by the rules, and playing them correctly. And so, the powers that be continue to flood our nation with millions and millions of people. These are people. They're not just numbers. They're human beings. But these people have nothing. They come with nothing. Sometimes they don't even come with any ID. But the needs that they have and the money that they will need to live, it needs to be extricated from you. And you need to spend less. So it's probably a good place to have an embargo on the current citizens of the United States because they're going to have to pay for a lot in the future, you see. And of course, that embargo is going to create equity. Equity. And remember, equity always equalizes downward, not upward in opportunity and possibility like that old evil hegemonic plan of capitalism. So now... If the corporations of the World Economic Forum, the United Nations, George Soros, and their hand puppet, the Democratic Party, and the globalist establishment Republicans are going to literally rape and pillage the citizens of the United States, repeatedly rape and pillage the citizens of the United States, you need to make the citizens of the United States feel good about their rapists even virtuous about being repeatedly and violently pillaged and raped. So you know what those globalist fascist corporations and totalitarian globalists need to make Americans feel better about? About the decades of constant violations and rapes that they will need to be enduring at the hands of the Biden administration and the World Economic Forum and the UN? Well, you need some good old-fashioned Protestant and Catholic religion. You need some real evangelical virtue signaling and constant discussions about loving their neighbor and about the sojourner, you know, like the radically progressive Jim Wallace has been doing for years at Sojourners. But you need to take this into the big show, the big time. You need to go full in with the Southern Baptist Convention and the larger evangelical church. Convince all of the warm-hearted evangelicals and Catholics that destroying their nation and ruining their economy is the right and virtuous thing to do. You need their Bibles. Bibles that are eisegetically read with false virtue and false compassion. Not Bibles of the old nation and old people groups, but of faith and Bibles that are here to bring in the revolution. And you know what else you need? You need to make sure that law enforcement, you need to make sure that law enforcement doesn't enforce the current laws. You know, laws that were passed to protect the United States and its citizens from a full-on invasion. So you need district attorneys that will ignore the enforcement of law against illegal immigrants. You know, like those that are Soros DAs. You need sheriffs that will ignore the law. You need their badges. Badges used not for the old law in the old nation, but badges that will bring in the revolution. But you need something else, too. 
You also need the money behind most of the lobbying and the donating and those that want cheap labor so that they can support their bottom lines. Yes, not just the Bibles, not just the badges, but you need corporations, many that are directly involved with the World Economic Forum, to jump in with those that have compromised their faith, the Bibles, and for those that are going to ignore the immigration laws of the United States, the badges. You need the businesses too. You need the businesses that will have plenty of openings ready for all those work-ready young people that are pouring through the border that are part of chain migration. And just think, if you can save $5 per person per working hour, working eight hours a day, man, that is $40 per day you can save per person. So if you have like, let's say, 5,000 employees that can be replaced by illegal migrants, then you can save $200,000 per day, which is $1 million per week, which is around $50 million per year. You know, that'll buy you another new jet to fly to Davos this year for the World Economic Forum meeting. Plus, you can more easily meet all of those ESG and sustainability goals that BlackRock and all of the financial institutions are going to be mandating that are going along with all of the World Economic Forum objectives. So you have the Bibles, the compromised Christian leaders, who will use liberation-tinged messaging to make their congregations feel virtuous about being raped by international globalists. You had the badges where law enforcement is going to ignore enforcing the law and allow all of this to happen. And you have the businesses who will continue funding and finding work for newly minted citizens who will replace the jobs of the folks with the Bibles. You have Bibles, badges, and businesses all pushing together with both the globalist neocon Republicans and the radically progressive Democrats to end our borders, to end what it means to be a citizen of the United States, to eventually end the United States of America, to promote global citizenry. And if you remember from past episodes of our podcast where I spoke about critical immigration practices, you have the erasure of borders. And what does a border do? A border says where one sovereign nation's laws begin and where they end. Well, that is gone now. Thanks to Bibles, badges, and businesses. You know, it almost sounds like build back better. Bibles, badges, and businesses. Well, that's because it is build back better. That's basically the program. And it was primarily started in 2012. And it was organized by the National Immigration Foundation, an organization funded with millions of dollars over the years by George Soros's Open Societies Foundation to promote open borders, to promote the end of law enforcement at the borders. If you take just a moment and go back to the article on sovereign nations that this episode is embedded in, or you can go to the YouTube link and I'll have the PDF of Bibles, Badges, and Businesses there. It's called Forging a New Consensus on Immigrants in America, 2012 Impact Report. And on the cover of this from 2012, you will see the face of the man who at the time was the president of the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention. 
Richard Land. Now, I'm going to read through some of this document, which basically was the starting point of what would eventually be called the Evangelical Immigration Table. The plan that they're hatching is Bibles, Badges, and Businesses. And if you're taking a look at the PDF, go ahead and skip through where it has the Board of Advisors with Jeb Bush and several corporate and faith leaders, and go to the page that states Key Initiatives at the top. Key initiatives, forging a new consensus on immigrants and America. Over the course of 2012, it states, the forum led the effort to engage conservatives and moderate evangelical Christian faith-based organizations, law enforcement and business leaders across the country to forge a new consensus on immigrants in America. Through the initiatives outlined below, the forum engaged over 1,000 representatives from Bibles, Badges, and Businesses communities generated more than 700 local and national press accounts of conservative leaders advocating for a 21st century immigration system and engaged Republican and Democrat lawmakers in constructive dialogues. In other words, they were creating synthesis. I digress. I'll go back. As a result, America's immigration debate is fundamentally different. More and more evangelical Christians across America are welcoming immigrants into their congregations and advocating for just immigrations reform. State attorneys general, police chiefs, and sheriffs are speaking publicly to the need for an immigration system that prioritizes public safety, and business leaders are joining forces with other constituency groups in valuing their immigrant workforce as members of their community and future Americans. Our strategy brought Together, influencers across the political spectrum to change the polarized immigration debate and increase support for rational and humane immigration policy reform. Now, note when they say this rational and humane immigration policy reform, what they're not saying is that they believe that currently what the laws were are irrational and not humane. Back to the PDF, Bibles, Badges, and Businesses. If you hold a Bible wear a badge, or own a business, you want a common-sense solution to the immigration system. Working with partners across America, the forum launched Bibles, Badges, and Businesses for Immigration Reform, a national network of conservative and moderate faith law enforcement and business leaders working together to educate members of the Congress on immigration. Now, notice they say conservative and moderate faith So what they're saying is that now we need to make sure that we're combining those that are conservative, those that are biblically and orthodox, with those that are progressive. So in other words, we need to have an ecumenism that's based upon the changing of immigration laws. Now, of course, there is tons of money that comes in behind this. We'll talk about that in a moment. Formed through the forum's work with the evangelical community, the development of state compacts and conceiving of regional summits in the Mountain West Midwest and Southwest, the network built conservative support for reform where support did not exist. In early December of 2012, the work culminated with over 250 faith, law enforcement, and business leaders meeting in Washington, D.C. for a national strategy session and advocacy day. The event generated more than 60 news stories across the country, and participants organized 78 Hill meetings, 57 of which were with Republicans. So in other words, their focus out of 78, they had 57 with Republicans, because that's where you needed the change to happen. 
So Bibles, badges, and businesses for immigration reform are the pastor, police, and business owner prepared to engage Americans across the country to activate and lead this new consensus on immigrants in America. Now, of course, you understand what changed under the Bush administration was that we changed where we can actually start to send funds to be distributed through 501c3 organizations. Some of that funding, of course, is going through organizations that help with illegal immigrants and the placing of illegal immigrants in different communities. There's literally hundreds of millions of dollars that are pouring through organizations that is coming straight from the State Department for this purpose. Now, if you were a denominational leader, wouldn't you want to have a part of that? If there are literally hundreds of millions of dollars being doled out from the government to religious denominations, wouldn't that be something that you would want to make sure that you have your opportunity to get your hands on? Now, you can use the excuse that, well, they can't stop me from preaching the gospel to these people. No, no one can. And of course, I would encourage you to do that. But when the main reason of why you're doing this is to get hundreds of millions of dollars from the state to ensure that you could change the entire demographics of the United States and, in fact, change the vote. Would you be a part of that? Would that be something that would be honest in terms of your dealings with faith and with the Great Commission? Now, you can make all sorts of excuses that you want. But in effect, that's what they're doing. And for years, it was the Catholic charities that actually dominated this space, as well as Lutheran church services as well. Not just here in America, but also in Europe. It is a cash cow. And so all of a sudden, your outreach, your evangelical mission reach, your inreach as well, are focused on placing migrants. Why? Because it pays. So... All of a sudden, they're trying to kind of fool you with the language of that they are seeking a consensus to eliminate borders and law in the United States. They are seeking to create a pathway for new citizens. They are seeking to eliminate the pushback against the illegal immigration from both businesses and from people of faith that are more conservative. So they're trying to get the people of faith that are conservative to be around those moderates a bit more, more of those folks that would most likely vote for a Democrat. So that's why you would have maybe conservative organizations like, I don't know, Nine Marks Ministry starts talking about, well, gosh, really, should it just be automatic that you're voting for someone who's conservative because they oppose abortion? You know, there's other pro-life issues that we need to consider, like immigration, and that's what you would hear from someone like Russell Moore in the ERLC. And that's why someone like Russell Moore or Al Mohler would feel so much more comfortable going on CNN with Don Lemon than they would going on with Sean Hannity. Or maybe going on with Tucker Carlson. Wouldn't that be interesting? So they are reaching out to fake conservatives to make their case. Now, also on the PDF that I asked you to look at before, you can take a look at the next page. It states, the forum has the right strategy for building consensus across the political spectrum and amongst traditional and non-traditional allies. So they're creating an intersection, if you will. Together, we can change the current polarized debate and increase support for rational and humane immigration policy reform that will improve 
all of our lives and reflect the best interests of our nation. So again, they're saying that what was there before was irrational and was not humane. And this will all improve all of our lives to reflect the best interests of our nation, which is going to quickly become another nation by doing this. They also state that, quote, the forum is the only organization in the country able to implement a strategy that engages socially conservative evangelical Christian faith-based organizations, politically progressive labor leaders, and the immigrant, law enforcement, and business leaders in between. So, in essence, yes, they are creating an intersection. But what they do is, is they get these people to interact and intersect by way of gigantic amounts of cash. And as they thank their founders, donors, and supporters of Bibles, badges, and businesses, well, who is on the list? Well, who's on the list that are their founders, donors, and supporters that are making this whole thing happen? Well, here is who is financially behind this project. Names like the ultra-progressive Ford Foundation, the Tides Foundation, and of course, George Soros's Open Society Foundation. Now, of course, there are some businesses that are on the list as well. You'll see Marriott International and as well, Southwest Airlines. And so this project that kicked into overdrive and with this Bible's badges and businesses plan in place, with the funding and the coordination of the National Immigration Forum, and with Richard Land now out, kicked out of the ERLC, now they had their ultimate man, this ultimate man in vengeance-laden, gospelish, Hegelian, neo-Marxist religion. This man's name was Russell Moore. And the Evangelical Immigration Table was started. And guess what their goals were? The exact same goals as the Bible's Badges and Businesses program. And who are some of the names on the evangelical immigration table? Who are some of the pastors, you know, the Bibles, that are all there? Well, pretty much all of the folks that you would associate with the woke movement. Danny Aiken, James Merritt, Ray Ortland, J.D. Greer, Mark Bailey of Dallas Theological Seminary. It's amazing how far that they've gone. Yes, it will be these men that will support radical change to our immigration laws, employ the guilt-creating concepts such as white privilege and systemic racism, and decolonization that are all part of the concepts that surround and support critical race theory. And these men and their institutions will convince churches that illegal, unvetted immigration is something that they should support. Convince churches and congregations that it is the highest form of virtue to give up the sovereignty of their nation and of their personal rights. Start pouring in ideas like critical race theory and systemic oppression and global citizenry to soften up the idea of supporting your nation's constitution. To start supporting pathways to citizenship for untold millions and millions of people that came in illegally outside of our legal process. And you'll do this while the American people, the people that are in your churches, maybe they volunteer for childcare at your church. Maybe they sing in the choir. Maybe they teach Sunday school. You'll start supporting all of this illegal immigration. 
while these people in your church, citizens of the United States, taxpayers for decades, are being fired from their jobs while they're being told that they can't travel, while they're having their tax rates endlessly increased, while they're having their constitutional rights taken away. No. The new global citizen of the new Great Reset? The new global citizen of the Bible's Badges and Businesses campaign? What about them? What about those immigrants? Oh, they will have super rights. They will have privileges that the old American will not have. You see, this is critical theory applied to immigration. We talked about this a few weeks ago. It's critical immigration praxis. And of course, the word praxis means that this is not just a theory, but it is something that is being put into practice. And it is being put into practice to completely transform our nation and our civilization. To create a preferred class, a class of people who will be living under different laws and much different expectations. And you can't make the mistake of blaming this on the people themselves. You know, if you lived in Haiti, Honduras, Nicaragua, you name it, Costa Rica, with a lack of consistent law enforcement and where advanced education and healthcare were not achievable for the average person, where the living wage was low, you might do everything you could everything you could to come here as well and bring your family with you. But at the same time, these people are being used as pawns, pawns of the state to destroy the old state and to build the new supranational state. Out with the old and in with the new. This is critical immigration praxis the active practicing of the theory itself. And the open society and the World Economic Forum elites believe that the classic form of the nation-state is disintegrating. And they envision a, quote, world patriotism, end quote, that is stripped of constitutional language and a culture and devoted to a political authority that extends civil rights beyond borders. But what those rights are, are very different. Their new claims are that citizenship was never conceptually tied to national identity and that, quote, Republican freedom can cut this umbilical link to the womb of the national consciousness, which had originally given birth to it, end quote. So for them to reach their goal of supranationalism, a global nation, and for the classic form of nations to disintegrate, you see what has to happen is, National identity must first be dissolved, and their goal is to completely dissolve America's national identity. And so, to do this, you need everyone working together, especially those that used to oppose you when you were trying to do illegal immigration. You need all of those that were in opposition with you before to be richly paid so they will work together. You know, the Bibles, the religious leaders of especially evangelicals, you know, those that have such wide influence, the badges, the law enforcement and district attorneys who will not enforce the laws, like what you are seeing in Los Angeles, San Francisco, and in Philadelphia, the businesses, the corporations that will both benefit from cheap labor 
and from becoming fascist partners with the birth of a new supranational entity. Sadly, the American people have been sold out. I need you to think about who sold them out. It was the religious leaders, the law enforcement, and as well, the corporations of America. Now, when I say law enforcement, I'm not talking about the the police that are on the beat, the guys that put on their pants one leg at a time and go in and do their job, putting themselves in harm's way every day. I'm talking about those district attorneys. I'm talking about that county sheriff that looks the other way. I'm talking about the corporations that are fully tied in with the World Economic Forum. Those that are willing to basically turn their backs on those that got them where they are. And I'm talking about the pastors and theologians and religious leaders who are here to build big things. But somehow, they forgot about the essence of the gospel. Now, Immigrants, once again, who want a better life, are being sold out as indentured servants. But the thing is, they will soon become supra-citizens with supra-rights. And the United States is gradualistically dissolved, bit by bit, day by day, as the Bibles, the badges, and the businesses compromise. And even worse, they become the enemy of the nation as they actively disrupt and dismantle the United States. I do have a question for you, though. Why does it seem that the Southern Baptists are always the ones that seem to lead in the corruption? Well, in actuality, they are just following Rome. But there's another reason, and we will discuss this in a future episode of Public Occurrences. But for now, what do you do? Well, first demand that all of your faith-based leaders and woke, compromising, supranational, anti-USA and anti-truth denominations resign. There really is no other way for this to work. Don't let them get away with this. And don't let them shift back into the mott and out of the bailey. Secondly, don't support any rhino progressive candidates or, or Republicans. The Nikki Haley's, the Marco Rubio's, the Ben Sasses, and the Adam Kinzinger's of the world. They must be dismissed. You must reclaim your churches. Southern Baptist, PCA, EV Free, and your parachurch organizations. And there might be the need to do some pruning going forward. Getting past the performance standards and getting back to the essence of the gospel. You see, because the wolves hide behind the performance standards. They wear the right ties. They wear the right jeans when necessary. They drink the approved drinks, they don't dance, and they certainly must over-spiritualize everything. Because they hide behind those facades. That doesn't take real commitment. That's just the performance standard. It might be time to strip away the nonsense. All the cultural things that we've clung on to that make us think that someone is spiritual, when all it is, is they're just playing a game. And maybe it's time to get back to the heart of the gospel and what that means. The heart of his church. And the primary focus of the church. And it won't take men with doctorates from the institutions that created this entire beast. 
It will take the faithful. It will take the average man and the average woman who can see what the Bible says and what it doesn't say. And they will be willing to say, Here I stand. I'm Michael O'Fallon, and this has been Public Occurrences, both foreign and domestic. Thank you.